Welcome into Missing the Point, everyone. Uh, Real BK Bob Kelly here with DK Sizzle. Uh, we're going to give you everyone uh, a nice little preview into our degenerate lives. It's the NFL betting extravaganza here on Missing the Point. Uh, we're going to go over all things betting for the NFL season. You know, MVP awards, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year. We're going to go into some of the divisions, uh, some long shots, some favorites we think could be chumps, pretenders, who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll get into some good stuff here. Uh, how you doing tonight, DK? Doing great. I can't wait to figure out. Uh, I, I know how I'm going to lose my money, but like specifically how I'm going to lose my money. Specifically yeah, no, the odds that I'm going to chase. This is this is the best time of the year, you know, because like everyone's got a chance and there's no real bad bet at this point. You're either betting like, you know, tossing a couple bucks on what could happen or you know, plus eight thousand on the Seahawks to win the NFC. See what I mean? That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> like, there's there's some outrageous ones that it could easily make a case for. I mean, maybe not the Seahawks plus eight thousand, but well, you know, <laughs> plus eight thousand is plus eight thousand, man. Yeah. So you know, we'll just we'll just jump right into it. We'll start big and we'll work back that way, I guess. Or do you want you want to start small, work big? What do you think? I'm 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 always ready to start big. All right. So well, you know what? We'll just jump right into. Uh, AFC championship and NFC championship odds. Cool. So AFC, you know, if you look down this list here, obviously the Bills and the Chiefs up at the top stick out uh, plus 300 plus 500. But as you work down this list, man, I'm intrigued at what you think here. I'm looking at a couple of teams in like that plus 900 to plus 1100 range. I, I, I hate to say it, but again, we, we, we talked about this last betting show we did. I don't know if you remember this, where we actually named out the Bengals for our public here yeah for, for for them to ride in the playoffs neither of us placed the bet and they ended up going all the way to the Super Bowl what do you think of them at plus 900 man? I mean I to me it's it's less the Bengals at plus 900 and more the Bengals at plus 900 and the Bills at plus 300 like I think that you know the team to come out of the AFC last year and I think with a glaring reason and an easy reason why they lost the championship game being able to sort of identify it seems like the Bengals organization is identified it somewhat are they that much worse than the bills are they 600 worse than the bills i don't think so i I think look i mean between me and you and we've said this on shows do i think the bills are the guys that are going to be the champions of the afc yeah i do but you got to play the odds you're not playing the team you're playing the odds right you're playing the bets and for the purposes of this plus 900 for the cincinnati bengals is a smart bet i mean it's 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 good value it's a team that's going to do well. So you're going to be in the running, at least, I would think, until you know week 14, 15, 16, 17, at least until then. If not, it's coming down to the wire. And if you look at some of the value on the teams in between, the Broncos at 850, no. Like, I need double, I need, yeah, I need six-figure numbers on that. 850 is not enough. So the fact that they think that, you know, the Russell Wilson bump is going to take the Denver Broncos into more likely than the AFC champions to be AFC champions this year. I mean, I don't think so. Yeah. The, the Los Angeles chargers, you know, I'm high on Herbert this year. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here for him at three fifty, or sorry. And in year three at seven fifty. but again, I mean, that that's, they're more of a long shot than that. I need, I need more numbers than that, but we're sitting pretty right on that list. Cincinnati Bengals plus 900 easy, easy. Yep. I'm taking that. And, and especially since, like you said, we fucking called it last season and then didn't put the fucking put our money up Bro, that that that'll haunt me forever every time i watch that Bengals run from last year i'm like god 
damn it, we should have fucking. How much they were away from that? They, they were like plus eleven hundred going into the playoffs to win the AFC Championship, right? Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. yeah that, those are good numbers, and we said it to each other, and then we just we both got lazy and didn't, didn't, didn't place the bet. Do it. <laughs> could have, we could have had a nice steak dinner on that, but. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point, dude. The 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 Chargers and the Broncos to me being being that high in the Wild. AFC, yeah. it just that really jumps out to me as like don't don't bet this. Like if you're gonna yeah. do that, that's that's it's just not enough value for a team that a the Chargers. Both those teams didn't make the playoffs last year. That's a, that to me that screams that screams of volume odds changes that that yeah, makes me think that like maybe if we had it. looked at this three or four weeks ago the Broncos would have been eleven hundred. I don't think Vegas is stupid enough to to line out the odds on the Denver Broncos at at l- lower than the Cincinnati Bengals. But if they get a lot of bets on the Denver Broncos, they're forced to right because yeah, they don't yeah. want to like do do these huge payouts that cripple their fucking little nefarious bookie market. So I that to me thinks smacks of Broncos Nation thinks they're gonna let's ride and a lot of a lot of bets came in on the Russell Wilson Assance over in or I should say up in Denver, but the air is thin up there and that's not good for cognitive reasoning. So fuck your plus eight fifty Denver. Sorry guys, I don't think you're gonna be bad, but I mean look at their division. Their division's insane. Like yeah. to, to come out of the AFC, forget coming out of the AFC. I'd love to see them come out of that division. I because I, I mean I said on record in the last show I think they're gonna be fourth in that division. So I. I mean, we'll see, I guess. Three out of the four top odds. I know we keep preaching on this on all these preseason shows. That division really is absurd. Three out of the top four in the AFC are in the AFC West. Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos. A good transition, honestly, into... I mean, I'm not saying it's smart money, but it's a it's a good price on the on the Raiders, plus 1,800. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a good price on them. I, I know their division's tough. I know they're dealing with the, you know, uh, with, with the likes of the Chiefs and and uh, an obviously very packed schedule. But uh, come on, you know, plus eighteen hundred. Yeah, I, I could see those. I could see those odds going forever in your favor if you put a few bucks on that. For example, they're they're level with the Titans. Like, but, but the Raiders being plus eighteen hundred and the Titans being both being plus eighteen hundred doesn't make any sense because one's a smarter bet. You know, and it's definitely the Raiders. The Titans aren't going to do anything. They're losing players left and right. I think they have a good coach. But, you know, what happens when Derrick Henry has to have an even higher workload this season, which we all know is going to be the case because the offensive weapons have gone down and he hasn't really made it through a whole season with with any kind of, uh, you know, any kind of impact in the in the offseason available to him because he's so banged up so, because of the way he runs, which stating the obvious. But plus 1800, that's a different value bet when you bet on the Raiders as opposed to the to the Titans. Yeah, no, that's crazy to me that they're they're that low on here. You look at a team like I have to, I I don't know when these were updated because the Browns plus sixteen hundred that doesn't make sense. They have to be lower than that at this point, right? Yeah, they got to be. I mean, well, he's coming back week eleven, so 11. I mean, I guess I guess yeah. that's really what you're banking on is that if you if you if you're putting money on the Browns, first of all, you're banking on a, a guy who hasn't played all season coming back week eleven and actually making a difference and. Also, them staying afloat during that first eleven game stretch, which it, it, I know the North isn't great, but I, don't, I was going to say it seems like a long stretch to me. Their division is weak, and I will say, like, as much as he's a piece of shit, and I'm not here to endorse like this dude is a human. I think there's been a little bit, if we're just talking just football ability, there's been a little bit of a short memory about how good he actually is because uh, it's very <laughs> so he's very good. Yeah. He could come back week eleven and win them. So six games you know it, it, it's possible yep. and if they're in kind of a half and half situation 
I mean, look, we're we're talking pretty high odds here. I mean, I know it looks com- like comparable sat next to, you know, the plus 1800s of the Raiders or the plus 2200s of the Patriots. It it looks decent, but the, it's still pretty high odds, you know, if you're going to put pl- a plus 1600 bet down. I haven't won many of those in my life. <laughs> I'll say that. So, you know, it's it, I don't think the Vegas is going like, well, I don't know, they might do it. <laughs> you know, I think they're going like, it's a long shot, but he does come back week 11. So I don't know. Plus 1600 makes somewhat sense to me. I do want to dive in here because this is a Boston centric podcast. You know, the, the dolphins and the Patriots both being 22 to one man that, that I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. First, first of all, they're both in the bottom six of the AFC, yeah. which, which jumps out to me. Uh, and d- I, I just don't, I don't think I, I would, risk my money on either of those teams even at yeah. even at 22 to 1 you know what i mean i feel like that's just they they don't have a chance in that stacked afc here so you know a good theme for these shows if we're going to give out any advice and the thing that i've ever if i've ever done well in my betting career you got to spot the stayaways and you got to spot that you know don't bet just to bet is is the is the number one rule in this household and spotting the stayaways means it could be great. It could be terrible. And plus 2200. Yeah, maybe it's it's long odds and maybe you get paid back, but you're basically giving your money away. The idea is you don't know what the Patriots are going to look like. You just you really don't know. Like anyone who tells you what they're really going to look like, anyone who tells you they're sure of their record next season is lying to you. And the Dolphins, to me, are the biggest red flag stay away of the entire NFL right now, because, again, Seven game, seven game streak of losing, seven game streak of winning, a bunch of drama in the offseason with their clearly talented head coach, a bunch of weird shit with the front office that I really don't really trust them down there. And like oh, this cake that you're making of stay away cake, the the cherry on the icing of the top of the cake is the fact that their quarterback is maybe the most talked about bad quarterback <laughs> of the last 10 years. And He's bad. He's not good. He's not going to win you the AFC if you get so you're handing your money off. I know it's fun sometimes to like pop in $5 on your uh, favorites betting app and see what plus 2200 to give to you. But I mean, it's not, you know, it's you're not getting the five bucks back. I, and if you live your whole life with it's only $5, you're going to end up in a lot of debt after a while. That shit adds up. So stay away. Stay away from those bets. I agree with you. That's such a that. So that's I I, I want to relate this kind of to fantasy too. If 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 you're thinking fantasy, you're spending a high first round draft pick on someone, you're sure. doing it because of the known, because because what you know to be true and and you know the the guarantees of taking someone like upside. right exactly yeah, yeah yeah when when you you're doing a late round fly, you're doing it because the upside yeah they don't have too much you know, uh, guaranteed in the tank, but at least it's there's value. Some it's a value. Right. It's a value-based system. Yeah. Either of these teams, neither the upside outweighs that unknown. No, their downside's way higher. Both of them. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I don't know if there's much else to talk about. In the yeah. AFC. There's one thing I'd love to talk go about. Ahead. Because yeah, go a, ahead. There's a great price on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now. I knew you were going to do it. I <laughs> knew it. A, <laughs> a plus 4,000 on the Pittsburgh Steelers is, I, I feel like perfectly fine. I feel like they're way undervalued at plus 4,000. Do I think again, you got to think about this logically. Do I think the Steelers are going to win the AFC? No, but at plus 4,000, if you're giving me those kind of odds, fuck man, like why not? Why not take a fucking flyer for a buck on the Pittsburgh Steelers winning the AFC next season? I mean, 
that's something, you know, I mean, it, it'll be a lot, but I, I think the Mitch response is real. I think, uh, I think Mike Tomlin, like we discussed on the prediction show is never, ever coming under 500. I think that the worst thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers last season was their quarterback. The thing that they clearly glaringly needed to fix the most was their quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think they're a fucking uh, highlight weapon factory on offense over there. I think they probably have guys we haven't even like really done any research on that are, are going to have breakout seasons like every season in Pittsburgh. And I think Najee Harris is going to be a top five running back this year. And I think that all of your fantasy drafts are going to reflect that. So why not take a punch on the Pittsburgh Steelers? You know, they got a good fan base. They got a good home, uh, the uh, home field advantage. Uh, they don't have that bad of a schedule this season. And, you know, they I think they've improved a quarterback. I mean, I know anytime you have a quarterback committee in the preseason, it's a bad sign. It's a red flag because usually you're having three mediocre guys go against each other, two mediocre guys go against each other. But that's not the case. They have Mitch Trubisky, the most talented man in the world. So when he wins MVP and the Pittsburgh Steelers win the AFC next season, we'll uh, we'll see what we'll see how it goes. I, I wonder what his odds. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll um, get there to MVP. We'll, that means we'll that might there. be a good bet. If it's <laughs> plus four thousand, I'm fucking taking it. Yeah, honestly, bro. Like I know, Steelers has been a, a a bit of a tiff on this show over the years. But my biggest problem always was, and you know this, is their quarterback play. So yeah. I I kind of agree with you. I think Big well, Ben. We gotta see it. We gotta see what it looks I, like. Agree, but Big Ben was a chump these last oh, two man, years, bad. man. There there, there was so five years. Uh, t- yeah, there's just throws that he was missing that normal NFL quarterbacks can't miss. And His if you're going to win noodle, dude. Yeah, it was it was bad. So I don't disagree. Plus, I mean, 401, man, you, you can't yeah. you, you can't hate on it. You know what? That's yeah. 401, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. mm-hmm. Just knock a zero off. That's the usual way to convert the American uh, odds. I got I got a shout out. Texans at 1500. The one is kind of hilarious. Like 15,000. Or 15, plus 15,000, 1,500 yeah. Yeah, 1,500, yeah. I saw, I saw a meme the other day that was like, Lovey Smith got fired from Chicago, went to <laughs> Illinois, posted a losing record at Illinois, came back, led the Texans defense to 27th overall in the NFL, to 31st overall in the NFL, and now he's their head coach. <laughs> I mean, I love Lovey. You know, I got a long history with him. He led the Bears to the Super Bowl. I always loved how calm he looked. Uh, we used to joke like when it would cut to Lovey Smith, I would do like a little voice where I'd be like, what? what's everybody doing? What's going on? It would like the the, the, the camera be focused on. He's like, oh, shit, we're at a football game. That's, oh, that's like always the look he had on his face. But I always liked him. I thought he was a you know, lovable, good, good defensive mind. But whew, it is a fucking dumpster fire down there in Houston. It, it really I, is. I don't man. think I've ever seen a franchise. I mean. Maybe those 0-16 Dolphins, uh, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a fucking franchise in worse shape than the Houston Texans right now. They might need to start thinking about relocating again. I know they're the newest team, right? They're, they're still the newest team, right? What yeah, were we yeah, yeah. when they uh, when they came in? Yeah, they beat the Cowboys their first game ever. Oh, really? Yeah, but they, but they weren't good for years and years and years. They got good. They fell off at the most rapid pace I've ever seen in that fucking franchise. Like, they might want to think about going up. Fuck, I don't know. Being in a, a second San Francisco team or something, I, I it's it doesn't work. It doesn't work in Houston. That first round quarterback that just needs to go find somewhere else. It's just Houston needs to go find a new city at this point. Ah, man, they're cursed. I don't know what's going on down there. 
so what do you think? We go AFC divisions or you want to head over to the NFC? Let's do the NFC because I want to talk about how I really like your Cowboys at plus 800. Yeah, I was thinking that actually. So honestly, um, we'll, we'll just list off the first couple. So we got Bucks plus 325, obvious favorites. Actually, that's not obvious. That's surprising. I think that's a wild fucking yeah. wild level of odds. I don't think they're going to be as good as people think. Rams plus 450, Packers plus 500, Niners plus 700. My boys at plus 800, a couple other notables, Eagles plus 1100. That's really it. I mean, I, Cardinals 14. Cardinals 1400, not a bad, not a bad point. Yeah, that's not bad. Other than that, man, I mean, there's a lot more. Everyone's closer together than in the AFC. That's for sure. I don't think there's that defined line where you're like, well, the NFC just aren't as good, are they? Yeah, you know, there's, there's not as many good teams, you know, with the stack division in the uh, in in the AFC. We just talked about like we don't have anything like that in the NFC. I think a lot of these divisions got worse. Notably, you know, my Bears in, in the NFC North. I think that whole division got markedly worse. Look, even looking at the Green Bay Packers at plus 500, like I, I feel like there's years where you could you could almost lock up the Green Bay Packers winning the NFC, you know, I, and and maybe they go and fail in the in the uh, in the playoffs or whatever. But there's years where it's like it's always a good value bet to say that the Packers are gonna have the best record in the NFC. Like it's always a good value bet sometimes, but I, I don't know. Like now, plus five hundred, no weapons. Aaron Rodgers prefers to do ayahuasca than watch game tape. Like he's doing fucking podcasts and he looks skinnier than he should. And I don't, I don't know. I, I don't try. I mean, I know I say this every year. I'm just, it's wishful thinking, but I'm not putting $500 in the Green Bay Packers. And quite frankly, plus 700 on the 49ers is also pretty low. I, I would need higher. Especially with the unknowns on, at quarterback with them, man. At, when I mean, they fucking signed Jimmy G to another year. It's like, good God, man. It's like your, your boyfriend you can't break up with. It's yeah. I feel like Joe Malkin, our podcast, <laughs> one of our six, podcasters is secretly the GM of the San Francisco 49ers because he has a full fucking man crush on Jimmy Garoppolo and apparently so does the fucking GM of the 49ers because what is he still doing there it's just it's it's blasphemous that you would spend all this draft capital on a quarterback you know hand him the keys to your team two years right? ago though two, like two, two years ago but, fucking but they actually in the there. preseason said this is Trey Lance's team and then secretly, not not even secretly, publicly be like, yeah. but also we're giving Jimmy a key too, just yeah. in case you fuck Jimmy up. Jimmy G fucking Jimmy, rolls Jimmy's in in his wheelchair. Like, rolls in his fucking wheelchair. And he's like, I'm still here, fuckers. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I like those Cowboys at plus 800, though. Honestly, I really do. I think those that's just speaks to me. Something jumps out at me, that plus 800. Like, I know, I know, I know the history. I know, I know the things. I, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to hitch my wagon to it, seeing the pain that you go through, but man, plus yeah. 800 for the Cowboys with the talent that they have on paper. If you're like taking away context, if you're taking away the stuff that like usually makes you kind of run away from the Cowboys, it, it's put up or shut up year for Dak. It's full on put up or shut up year for Dak. You know, who is, who is Dak is the, is the, is the question this year. Is there downside stuff at running back? Yeah. Is that committee a little messed up? Yeah. But like if they're just a little ballsy about it and they just make Zeke RB2 right off the fucking bat and they just say like, this is what we're doing. I'm sorry that his contract is more than it should be. I mean, like you know, the Steelers told us year after year not to pay running backs like this. And now we're reaping the fucking rewards of, of him being on a really bloated contract. But also, you know, the way that your front office got a little sort of bamboozled by taking Dak and Zeke as a package deal was was sort of obviously not a good idea. They should have divided and conquered on that. But all that being said, I mean, you can't tank because of your running back performance, but you can tank because of your quarterback performance. So again, we got to see, but I like Dak. 
I think he's a good quarterback. I've seen him play really well. If he could just leave a little bit of the mental midgetry aside, I, I think Cowboys at plus 800, that's not bad. That's not bad. I'd, t- I'd take a $50 punt on that. I think they're going to be the number one defense this year. And you said that and you got, you got blasphemed out of the fucking prediction show, but I, I don't understand why, why not? I, I think they're going to, I think they were the best defense last year. So, you know, I don't know the year under Quinn, man, it can't get worse. You know what I mean? Like, well, it can but, definitely get worse. It, it should always it get worse should, in Dallas. Bobby. It shouldn't get worse. Yeah. I don't but, know uh, I'm but doing. it shouldn't, you're right. It shouldn't, it shouldn't. And I also think, uh, I also think Trey Diggs. like, I think a lot of the stuff that happened to him, downside wise in the second half of the season i think that was all youthful youthful mistakes i, th- I think if he went into the offseason and he decides yes i can still be a ball hawk but i don't need to overcommit on the cover too i don't need to like fucking you know completely blow my coverage because i think i'm going to get to every ball and just be a little bit smarter i think that his upside numbers could look way better this season and he could he could become a real professional you know i, I think it was raw and now i think it's I, you know, it's, it's time to kind of, it's time for everyone in Dallas to be, there's such an interesting case. I really do like talking about them, but it's time for everybody in Dallas to just be a little bit of a fucking grown up, you know, a little bit more of a fucking grown up. And I think the Mike McCarthy thing aside, fucking Mike it's McCarthy, a big boy does, to put aside, it, man. It does. It does suck. As I, as it came out of my mouth, I was like, mm. right. uh, but no, I still, I like it at plus 800. I think that that, especially with how, if you look down the list, if you take you listeners at home, if you take your list of, of odds makers wherever you place your bets and you look at the NFC, I think Vegas is telling you it's anybody's fucking game. That's exactly anybody's, what they're saying. It's anybody's division. I think the smartest money you could probably lay out is on the Rams again. If I'm being quite honest with you, I think that the Buccaneers are looking a little strange. I, I think that there's some weird stuff over there and them at plus 325. That means to me that odds makers are saying that if the Buccaneers are plus 325 to win the NFC, championship and the buffalo bills are plus 300 or in the afc championship that's me telling that that's them telling me that they do not think the nfc is as competitive because if those odds are even close to similar no one's going to look me in the eye and tell me with a straight face the buffalo bills are not a lot better than the tampa bay buccaneers that's just no one's no one's going to be able to do that on paper at least so the quarterback's 90 i mean i know it's tom brady but like come on 325 you need to up that if i'm putting money on the tampa bay buccaneers to win the afc i don't i don't see it i don't see it I agree with the Rams, man. Uh, I, I'm looking at other odds across sites too, and they, they're they're as low as plus five fifty with the Packers ahead of them. Which to me, I, I just I don't know. I, I know the Stafford elbow thing is weird, but like how how can you take a team that won the Super Bowl last year and and, and looked really good doing it, and the quarterback issues or the questions on Stafford winning big games that's now out the window to me. Like we saw what he can do on a big stage. He Granted, yes, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay pulled the worst coverage I've ever seen in a two minute they were, situation. They were hand in the game, you know, the, the Chiefs didn't look themselves. I, I mean, there was a, a lot had to put, go right for them. Put the Packers ball. ahead of them. That's crazy. No, no, God, that's no. crazy. No, and, but, and, I, and but even I, the Bucks, like, I, I just, it, I would feel more comfortable betting the Bucks and the Packers at plus 500 and more comfortable yeah. betting the Rams at plus 325. You yeah. know what I mean? If the Rams are plus three twenty five, I still be like, okay, that's worth that's worth you know something, maybe a parlay bet here or something like that to you know increase it a little bit. But like, it would be at least worth something. The Bucks and the Packers under plus five hundred to me make no sense. That it, it's yeah. it's crazy. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I think I think there's another there's a cut. I would stay away from the NFC. To be, to be totally honest with you, I wouldn't put any fucking money near anybody winning the fucking NFC. I, I really wouldn't. I think it's too weird. I think there's too many variables. 
I think if you're gonna if you're gonna play, you can play a couple long shots in the AFC, and then who you definitely think is gonna win the AFC, and then I would move on from there and and make some some prop bets on on some more specific uh, on some more specific circumstances. But if you're betting on on big kind of wide who's going to do what because of the odds which is tempting i get it because you know you're going to get higher odds on bets like this because a lot more can go wrong i would i would steer clear of the nfc if it were me so so not even like the the vikings or the saints at plus 16 or plus 18 jump out at you no because like those are two teams you just can't trust yeah like again same 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 case we just made in the first yeah like i'm not i'm not giving Jameis winston my money and expecting him to come back with more money that's just not, I'm just not, I don't see it happening, you know, and I'm never, ever letting Kirk Cousins anywhere near my finances. There's just no fucking way. So no, no, absolutely not. That's just me though. I mean, I just, that's just how I feel about it. Bears, you know, I, bears I, at the same odds as the Steelers plus 4,000. So that's, I mean, great. Both my, both my ASC team, my <laughs> NFC team are at plus 4,000. We'll see how that goes. Parla- I got some those to together, bro. You got, got, you got a hell of a bet, you know? <laughs> that's actually <laughs> I don't hate it. Uh, imagine if the fucking Bears and the Steelers came out of the, their respective fucking conferences. The world would just end. Hey, you the know what's po- the weird, podcast though? would be over. Here's a weird thing: the Bears are plus four thousand to win the NFC, which puts them at plus one thousand less than the Lions. So the Lions are a bigger long shot to win the NFC. However, they think the Lions have better odds of winning the NFC North. That so was weird can, to me too. Yeah. How can both things be true, right? So if if that's the case, the plus eleven hundred for the Bears to win the NFC North, not a terrible bet. I mean, I don't think they're gonna again, but plus eleven hundred for a divisional win. You know what I mean? Like for just it's just between them and three other teams. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah. I you know again I don't think they're gonna, but like plus eleven hundred in comparison to the plus four thousand of them winning the whole NFC, way better, way better value for your money if you ask me. So let's let's transition that right over to the divisional odds then. Great. So, so we'll, we'll we'll I just kind of want to touch on a couple parlays that I was looking at because this is this is where I like to get crazy because I'm like, well, you know, this favorite with this underdog, sure, I can, sure, sure. um, I, I kind of like. So I think the Bucks to me are are such a chalk. You know, minus two seventy five. I think that's good odds on something that's pretty guaranteed if you ask me like i, yeah, I don't you gotta but, you gotta marry it with something like you said or otherwise right. you're not getting anything really out of it right so i'm i'm thinking shoot over to the afc a little underdog here one that we already talked about in the afc odds in the last day Bengals. i'm thinking the raiders oh yeah oh, shit look at theirs look at the 650 plus bro right why so, are they not rating the raiders in that division at all compared to the broncos i don't get it I think it's just the unknown, but it's I guess it's the same factor, thing with the, it's the Wilson factor. It's that let's ride. You know, everyone's ready to jump on that Broncos country. Let's ride. Maybe they're going to be good. I mean, maybe they'll have a Stafford type, you know, situation happen over there. Like maybe he just needs a little bit of a, like a fresh, a fresh green pasture to go into and he'll be renewed, you know, but cause like that Seahawks team was just getting worse and worse. Plus 650 though. I'm just that's saying. good odds. I think a, a plus 650 parlay with, uh, what would you say the minus two seventy five? So that would get you to like what eight to one ish? That's a good little parlay. Yeah, um, I would chuck honest, quite honestly, I would chuck the Dallas Cowboys plus one forty to win the NFC East into that because I think that's another chalk. I mean, that's good odds for them. Yeah, to be honest with you, they should be my they should be minus one fifty if you ask me to win the NFC East. Who's going to beat them to it? The fucking Eagles? I doubt it. That's 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 the the, the hype bet is the Eagles so far. 
That's what everyone everyone's looking at the Eagles. They're they're thinking that. Yeah, I'm not big on the Eagles either. I think they're how many years have we seen the Eagles be that team that everyone is high on? Everyone's big on because of their free agent signings in the offseason. And it never comes to fruition. So I'm with you. I'm not big on the Eagles. So I'm with (laughs) you. I'm with it. You know what? Another one I like in the in the divisionals is uh, NFC West. I know it's a it's a it's a weird one, but the Cardinals are plus three fifty. I wouldn't parlay with anything because I think it'll sink your parlay, but I think a straight bet of Cardinals plus 350 to win that could happen. Yeah. Could happen. Yeah. Kyler Murray could have a fucking explosive season. They're a weird team. You don't know. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I mean, especially when it comes to that him in a in a prove it year after getting that contract. Yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? So yeah. so yeah, I like that a lot. And another like if you if you want to just pump up any of your parlays too, another like definitely won't sink you situation is the Bills in minus two twenty five to win the AFC East. They're winning the AFC East. So so you think so what is what is two what is a minus two twenty five and a minus two seventy five get you? Does that get you to positive odds? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'm not a mathematician. I think it'd be close. I just punch so, it into the thing and it tells me how much money I'll get. So I mean I, I I would even be comfortable parlaying the Bills and the Bucks together as as a nice little guy and then add on some kind of underdog in the end maybe even the Cardinals like you just said um, yeah or or if you went Bills and Bucks with those negative odds and then and like it's a dog line but the Chiefs at plus one sixty I know they're in a t- like a really tough division this year but like you, they're probably gonna win it right. Yeah, I mean, if if I had to put money on one of them, it would be that. Yeah. So I mean, that's your little punt. That's your risk, right? For the the Chiefs are going to win that plus one sixty. That that's a good three man parlay right there on on division. There's a lot you can do on these divisional bets. To be honest with you, I like the divisional bets. I get I have fun with them because then too, like you got to think of it this way: is like so. Also, you have that cash out option, which is, sure. which is big for that all the all the books all the books have now, yeah. where you know the Bills are going to run away with their division, and you know the Bucks are going to run away with their division. In my in my opinion, you know what I mean. And then you have all these other underdog bets where if they do make a run, you cash that shit out. Sure, too. You know what I mean. So yeah. it, it, it's good to have. Those, yeah, you can just play smart as you go. Right, exactly. Uh, what I'd stay away from, honestly, I I know that they're probably gonna win the AFC South, but like the Colts. Uh, rely on a running back and Jonathan Taylor who could just fucking go down week four. You know, I, it, it just, I, I know it's like, you know, all the fantasy <laughs> managers like about to do their drafts are going like, shut the fuck up. I, I get it. I mean, I know it's not a nice thing to say, but anybody that relies that much offensively on a guy at the running back position, I, I just, I can't, I personally, I can't. And at minus 140, it's not enough of a lock, you know, so uh, I would stay away from that. You could you could throw a little money into the AFC North though, because uh, some weird shit can happen in there. You know, uh, all the odds are kind of floating around each other. The Steelers have the longest odds of plus nine hundred. Why not? Fucking why not? I mean, to me, uh, I think they're way closer to the rest of that pack than than what that's leading on. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, if 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 you Still think have a great about coach, it, you know, you got to think about that. If you get average quarterback play from the Steelers last year, listen, they were a playoff team with significantly below average quarterback play. Definitely. You know, like there's there's no beating around that bush. So if you get average quarterback play, I, I really think that they could be in there. Sure. Absolutely. You want to jump over to MVP? Yeah, yeah that's where I just clicked. You read my right. mind. That's what I'm looking at right now. There's some interesting ones over here. There is. There is. Um, Jack at plus 1300. I like. I mean, I, I know I've been high on the fucking Cowboys, but plus 1300 is good for a guy like that. He could. There was a few weeks last season, mm-hmm. and I keep fucking hammering this point home, and I know everybody's got this Cowboys thing, whatever. Maybe it's because I'm not a Pats fan, 
you know, I don't know, but plus 1300 for a guy that was the best quarterback in the league for six weeks last season, I'd say six weeks, right? Was that what that would you say? Yeah. Yeah. First, first six to seven weeks. Um, A guy that went fucking into a shootout with Tom Brady in week one, a guy that, you know, if it's, if it's not for uh, like a sort of a stuttering offensive scheme and a kind of under yeah, I know. I mean, I know that hasn't gone anywhere, but uh, and a kind of uh, and a kind of jinxy Cowboys franchise as a whole, and like Jerry Jones probably having to like pay back his contract with Satan by losing in heartbreaking fashions all the time. I still like plus thirteen hundred as a number for that. I mean, between him and Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow plus twelve hundred also good odds. I, I don't I don't hate that. I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Burrow was the MVP next year. Would you? I think the craziest thing to me, if I was going to bet on any uh, on any quarterback to have an MVP level season, where did he go? Where did he, where even is he? Who Lamar? Oh, Justin Herbert at plus nine hundred. I thought that was going to be higher. I really thought it was going to be higher. But I, I, I personally, I think Justin Herbert is going to be the MVP next year. That's my prediction. Uh, plus nine hundred. I, that's a perfectly acceptable rate on pump because I'm like pretty fucking sure he's the MVP next year. So it's so crazy how much hype that like, listen, I get it. He's he's my dynasty quarterback in in, in my fantasy league. I drafted him when he was. I love Justin Herbert, yeah. but the, the hype train on him this year is wild. It, it scares yeah, the but, shit but out I, of me. But I think sure. But I think that like. I mean, I'm the only one fucking saying it on our podcast. I just like that on the fucking record. But I think that <laughs> I think that when you look at, you know, this is a guy who's a rookie of the year, right? When he came in, it's a guy who they've consistently built around at a really good rate. It's a guy who learned the system really well. And it's a guy who really is, if you watched him last season, poised to explode. There's a reason he's why so people good. are saying he's going to have a breakout year and he's going to get into that. Look, we all, we all know he's a top 10 quarterback. I won't argue with anyone who doesn't tell me Justin Herbert is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, because I don't think you know anything about the NFL. If you tell me that, but is this the season where he can become a top five guy? I think almost certainly, if you think, if you look at his competition, can he be the best player in the NFL next season? I don't know. I mean, I think it's always up for debate. I think the NFL MVP is a weird award, but because of the hype train that you're talking about, that's not going anywhere. And that's a big part of the reason you win that fucking award you know, a lot of the time. So if he's talked about from week one as the guy who's the front runner for the MVP and he plays at the quarterback position, which is, let's be honest, easier to win that award from. Why wouldn't he be the guy? Why would those odds are going to be at plus 250 by week three? So I'm just telling you right now, if you get him, if you want to get him, if you want to make that bet, get it early at plus 900 right now, because I bet it was plus 1200 four weeks ago. Plus 900 is great. That's, that's, that's good numbers for that, for yeah. sure. I mean, you have him tied right now. I, another guy, listen, we just talked about him, Howie. I, I kind of feel like a spiritual connection to him now because of his love of hallucinogenics. But <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers at plus 900. I'm sorry, the dude's won two. Isn't it two straight now? Yeah, but his team is so much worse, though. Yeah, but does not even speak to even more bounds that like if he elevates that team to the next level and they go, what? 11 and six. I don't know if he's the golden boy that he used to be, you know, okay. uh, that he was a few years ago, like the way that the NFL treated him. It was like three or four years ago. I think it was when Brady first went to Tampa. There was this really stupid conversation going around. And, uh, you know, the skip Baylesses of the world, they're like, we got to fill 24 hours of sports talk. Motherfuckers were going. Yeah. But like on talent, like I think Aaron Rodgers is the goat. 
And like, I'm sorry, but that's just not the parameters of the conversation. You know what I mean? It's just, that's just not what we're weighing it up on. Because if he was the goat on talent, he'd have more than one half cocked fucking Super Bowl that like he had to walk to. So, you know, I mean, to compare it to the fucking kind of achievements that Tom Brady has done, it's all talking heads, fucking, you know, uh, breaking news bullshit. And I think that he's sort of disengendered himself to the NFL community as a whole last season. He says a lot of stupid shit. He's become kind of a glowing example of an, of an anti-vax asshole. And I know a lot of the NFL like fan base is like probably in support of that, but that's, that's an outlier, you know, like that's an outlier of a, of a reason to nominate a guy for MVP. If it's a popularity contest, he's not the prom king anymore. You know, he just doesn't give off that vibe anymore. He, he used to, he used to give off like captain of the football team, fucking prom king, like let's make him the fucking, let's make him Mr. Fucking Massachusetts or whatever the fucking, whatever your award was at your high school. But he doesn't give that vibe off anymore. He gives the like, oh, that guy used 30, to be cool 32 in high year school. old wearing the varsity jacket still. Yeah, he used to be cool in high school. Why is he hanging out with 21 year olds, uh, getting them high on gravity bong hits? You know, he's, he's getting, <laughs> he's giving those vibes now. I don't want you to go into that man's apartment. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like you hanging around with him. He's a bad influence. So, I just don't see it in, in what is definitely a popularity contest. Now, Tom Brady, you know, at, at plus 800, a yeah. little worse odds than, than Rodgers, a little worse, but like Tom Brady winning the MVP. If I'll tell you how Tom Brady wins the MVP, puts up MVP level numbers and around like week 10 goes like, just so everyone knows, this is the last one. He locks up MVP. That's <laughs> like it. it's, yeah, it's, that's it. It's over. I mean, I know he did the Michael Jordan like, well, I'm coming back, but like, if he says like definitely not after this, this is my last hurrah. I think, I think that's it. I think MVP voting is done. I think the odd the odds maker the bookies close shop and uh, <laughs> they just shut down the odds. Like yeah, that's said, it. Yeah. Yeah. So I like Lamar Jackson at plus two thousand. What do you think of that? Yeah, no, that was actually going to be the next one I go to. It's like, listen, he's done it before. We've we've literally seen him win MVP before. We know the equation that it takes for Lamar Jackson to win MVP. The Ravens win the North and he has a thousand yards rushing and 3000 yards passing. Like we, we we've literally seen it before. So for him to be at, at 200 to one plus 2000 to me is, is absurd that he's below guys like, like Russell Wilson, who's literally never finished third in the MVP below guys like Stafford, even my boy, Dak Burrow, all these guys, man. It's, it's, it's insane to me that he's that low. I can't believe it. Like, Coming, you know, last year, yeah, he he was a little banged up. But if he's healthy, man, he's going to be in the top three or four MVP conversation, right? Like, there's no, if the Ravens are good, there's no doubt that Lamar Jackson's a top five MVP guy. So yeah, it just, I, it just I mean, seems especially, like. Especially with the kinds of numbers he can put up, you know, like he can do it. He can, he can do it all in theory. You know, I, I know people have their opinions about his arm, but I think there's games where he puts up absolute fucking fire. So. I think his top ceiling, his top end is like is such that if he kind of gets to it on a consistent basis this year, he could be an early front runner like we talked about, which is a lot of times the guy that guy that wins in my in my memory, right? Like the guy that you that people kind of decide is going to be MVP by week four or five if he keeps it consistent, it usually is him, right? So also it's the same kind of conversation in every sport, but it's the, is it the most valuable player to the NFL? Is it the most valuable player to your team? Is it the best player? Is it the best player? Like on paper, is it the best player on the eye test? Lamar Jackson's a guy where if you plucked him out of Baltimore, 
uh, we wouldn't we would be done talking about Baltimore. That would be that would be the end of it. So I think that the kind of dynamism, I think there's other examples of that. Don't get me wrong. But I think that the dynamism, the things that he brings to that team and the things that he's super entertaining. I like I. <laughs> When people shit on guys that are just like fun to watch uh, when when it's like not your team and it's like you can just look at it neutrally. It's just like, why? He's fun. Like, who cares? Like him going to take a shit was fun. Like him fucking putting up numbers is fun. Him scrambling is fun. Him throwing interceptions is fun. I don't give a shit about the fucking Ravens. So, you know, great. Fuck it. Let's just watch him. You know, like, let's just watch him do his thing. I think I think plus 2000 is a, a good little bet. To, <laughs> to be honest with you, I think he's got the skills. Look, I had Lamar last year. My fantasy team name was going for two. <laughs> hey, right it was like a little it. weird it was a little weird that whole uh situation and he is kind of a weird guy uh and i i can't really get a read on him but plus he's fucking talented he's he's fucking talented he's athletic he's getting better and he's put up a lot of like this is the fucking year kind of like workout videos and shit so like if you're one to believe those put your money on that 2000 plus 2000 fucking long shot the Ben Simmons videos. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same as that. <laughs> yeah, the it's it's funny to me. So if you look down, right, you have the first non-quarterback on this list is Derrick Henry at 400 to 1, which, which completely get it. I understand why he's there. But if you look right above that, man, it's crazy to me that you have a guy, Trey Lance, who has played, what, 30 snaps in his NFL career mm-hmm. ahead of uh, Mac Jones, ahead of Kirk Cousins, ahead of Tua, ahead of your boy, Mitchell Trubisky, ahead of a former MVP. Of That's Matt not Ryan. a bad little punt either, by the way, on Mitch. Why not? Plus yeah, 601. Why not? Exactly. It's just it, it's it's crazy to me that, you, first of all, you have two running backs ahead of those quarterbacks, a wide receiver ahead of those guys I just listed and a quarterback who's taken like 30 snaps. So if you're looking for someone that you want to toss like two bucks on just for shits and giggles, I, I really think if you look at that Cousins to Matt Ryan list there, so Cousins, Mac Jones, Tua, 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 toss Tua, oh, actually, not Tua, Mitchell Trubisky and, and Matt Ryan. I think that those are names that if you're looking at two, three dollars to, to have a long shot, uh, I think you're still going to be at least with two, three, three of those guys, you have a chance to still be in the conversation come week 10, right? Yeah. Especially, especially Matt Ryan plus 8,000, man. I, I feel like that's, that's that's something to look at. I, I don't know. I, I feel like the offense might go to Jonathan Taylor a lot of the times. But yeah. I mean, if the Colts are 10 and one come week 11, who the hell knows, man? You yeah. Know? I mean, again, I you know how I feel about betting on teams that rely on that kind of offense, but I I don't mind those numbers. So I see your point. I just I said this in the chat earlier. I think it's funny that this website got so in depth here that they're listing J.J. Watt at plus 200. I don't even know how to say that. Twenty five thousand to one. Yeah, twenty five hundred to one. Put a dollar uh, on that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm in Ross St. Brown at thirty five hundred to one. Like yeah, like Cordell Cordell Patterson's in there somewhere, like fifteen thousand to one. Or whatever. <laughs> it's amazing. Whatever. Um, I mean, if shit crazier things have happened. I mean, rookie so of the I, year. Yeah, rookie of the year. We might as well. well. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, I kind of want to go to DPOI. I don't sure. even know if it's listed on here, but specifically because I want to talk about fucking Micah Parsons. And I think how, it's going to be Micah Parsons. I think, I think he's winning this award this year, man. Yeah, I think yeah, it's the only guy I think is going to compete with him is Aaron Donald. But like it, the the Cowboys set up their defense this year that they're going to let Micah roam. They're going to let him do whatever the hell do he little, wants. Do a little Troy Polamalu impression. Yeah, I mean, he, he's going to be unreal this year. And yeah. and the Cowboys are going to have that number one defense, like we said, and I think Mike is going to be the reason. So I don't even know if we have to go too in depth with it. If you agree with that, then everyone out there, 
I don't know what the odds are on it, but put your money on Micah Parsons. Yeah, I mean, it's it. unless he goes down, then it's probably going to be uh, Aaron Donald. But or it opens up. I think it opens up the floor if he gets hurt. Uh, but yeah, I can't really think of anybody that would. I guess like TJ Watt, you know, might be in the conversation. Like, is Von Miller still in the conversation? Like that, that like you might get some, you might get some odds on that. But no, I mean, just sitting looking at it, I think it's Micah for for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to look it up, but screw it. We're going with Micah. So offensive rookie of the year, we'll jump over that. Kenny Pickett leading the way, man. Yeah, I, I, I that that kind of goes against your Mitchisons, which by the way, I love how. You love your Assances this year. I've heard you give like three. But, um, I'm an Assance, I'm an Assance man. <laughs> uh, um, Kenny Pickett, number one. I- I'm not surprised by that. Obviously, they're thinking Mitch loses the job in the first few weeks, and and Pickett has that season that we were talking about, where sure. you know he he stays average. He does what he's supposed to do, and in a less than overwhelming rookie class, he he takes it as the quarterback, but. The name I want everyone to look at here. There's two. So all the way down at where where the hell is it? Jalen Tolbert for the Cowboys. I know this has been a very Cowboys betting heavy show, um, <laughs> but plus it's 250 was plus 2,500 to one. It is crazy to me for a guy that could be the number two wide receiver in, in one of the more uh, high powered passing offenses in the league. It, it's it's pretty guaranteed that he's at least the number two wide receiver the first four weeks of the season. So for him to be that low is crazy to me. I, I'm, I'm all about Jalen Tolbert this year. Other than that, I like Brees Hall for the Jets uh, plus 900. He's a bell cow. So if, if, if he averages four to 4.2 yards of carry, we're looking at a Najee Harris season from last year. Yeah. And I think that wins him the award this year. Th- those are my guys I'm looking at. Yeah, uh, I like I like I like the Garrett Wilson call. George Pickens not a bad call. Any any wide receiver you like you like odds on. I think they have a better chance of winning Rookie of the Year than a lot of offensive Rookie of the Year than a lot of other guys. They're you know the longest they stick stops, out so much more. Yeah, they just do. I mean, and also like if you can make a case for Rookie of the Year with a terrible quarterback uh, from the wide receiver position, I think that oftentimes boosts your uh, boosts your chances. Uh, but no, I like all those calls. I think I mean Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett at plus seven hundred is a risk because he's not he's not the starter. So if you're betting on that now, you know I I don't love it. Yeah, Brees Hall, good, decent bet. Um, I, it, yeah, I think you're probably right. To be honest with you, I think it. I mean, I again we talked about stayaways a little bit earlier. I feel like the NFL offensive rookie of the year is kind of up in the air here. I think there's a lot of guys with sort of equal chances to win it, and we kind of. Rookie of the year betting is actually kind of tough too because they're they're sort of unknown quantities. You know, it's like you can have guys just bust so fucking hard, especially on the offensive side of the ball, especially if they go to places that are irrelevant that you know that they just don't get looked at. I think defense. I only have one. If you don't mind moving on, I only have yeah, one call out for defensive rookie of the year just because I like the odds. I mean, it probably is going to be Aiden Hutchinson. He is a fucking beast. He's so good. I think there's a reason his his odds are so much lower than everybody else's. I think he's fun to watch. He's going to be really good. He's probably going to win defensive rookie of the year. But Kayvon Thibodeau. I think at uh, plus 900, I think he's woefully underrated at that, uh, 
at that position. I know he's going to the Giants, but he's an edge rusher. He could put up numbers uh, in in New York if if he's sort of allowed to do what he needs to do. He's super confident. He's like one of these guys. He's like, I am the best rookie this season. Like, fuck that, which I kind of like, especially for my edge rushers, especially for my guys with attitude, especially in a place where they're trying to build culture again. And he's he's sort of been limited in the preseason, so he, he hasn't really been seen uh, much. He's sort of still an unknown quantity. But I think that if you look back on what he actually has accomplished throughout his uh, amateur career and his semi-professional career. I think he's uh, he's got a great name. He's got a great football name, and I think that uh, I think at plus <laughs> nine hundred, that's a that's a great bet. I really i I thought he was going to be closer to Hutchinson. To be honest with you, I thought he'd be you know a couple hundred away from him. But at plus nine hundred, those are great odds. Really, really great odds. I think that there's a really good chance he wins it. I think you know Hutchinson probably was the best defensive player to come out of that draft class, but. For guys that are instantly pro ready, you know, like th- these are all the qualities that that Thibodeau has that I know, you know, when you look, look, the, look at the Minka Fitzpatrick's of the world and, you know, when guys like that came into the league, I, they had a lot of the same qualities. So I, I think it's a I think it's a smart little bet. You know, I, I, I put 40, 50 bucks on it. No problem. One guy I want to shout out, Jordan Davis. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, the viral video yeah. that he had going around where he was pushing around. NFL centers like they're like 14 year old boys. Uh, I, I like Jordan Davis a lot. And Rayshon would would have a heart attack if we didn't at least mention Kyle Hamilton. Dude's yeah. been talking about Kyle Hamilton all offseason. He's got the same uh, odds as Thibodeau, though, and I, I like Thibodeau better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like Thibodeau better because of he's the edge rusher. You know what I mean? That's I, I feel like that's always what stands out with rookies is those guys that sack the quarterback that make those plays. Cause listen, Kyle Hamilton can have a great season, but he's not going to stand out as much as someone who has 13, 14 sacks versus yeah. like two, two or three interceptions. So I'm with and you on that for sure. By the way, if anyone's yelling at their radios or earbuds or whatever, right now, the fact that we haven't mentioned Trayvon Walker, he, he fell off for me in the preseason. I, I feel like something's up with him. I, I know that he like, being the first overall, you know, or being the first pick is kind of a death sentence to me, for, especially when you go to a team like Jacksonville and you have a weird preseason and like a lot of strange things happen. I mean, he has, he sacked, he, I think he got a sack in the preseason, but I don't know. I, I know he's a rookie, you know, I know it's, it's expected to be up and down. They're playing him in different schemes and stuff, but he just didn't look the part to me. So, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm happy to be wrong about him, but he's in Jacksonville again. So, I don't know what that defense is really, what their identity is or what they really look like. So if anyone's wondering why we didn't shout him out, I, he's, he's at plus 650. It's not a terrible bet, but it's not enough for me to 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 see w- with what I've seen, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely does. He was he was a questionable first pick overall. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, so, no, I'm with you on that. What do you think, move over coach of the year? Yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't know where to even start with this, to be perfectly honest, because... If if you're asking me that, I don't know how so. Like Brendan Staley's great. I, I guess the way that Vegas is looking at it is, if if the Chargers are good, it's because they fixed all their mistakes that they always yeah. make at the end yeah, of games, yeah. and they fix all these different things. So Staley's going to get that credit, especially from where they came from two three years ago, and it, what they would have to do to get to that. Sure. To get to that point, that's that's how I'm looking at it. The one that shocks me, man, is Brian Dabble at plus sixteen hundred. Like, you, you, do the Giants really have any kind of shot to have a good team this year? You know what I mean? Like, and- I think they're a little bit better than people think. I don't think they're like amazing, but I I do I don't I don't know if that's such a bad call considering the kind of guy that gets coached the year a lot. You know, it's always the kind of like, oh, your shitty team was slightly less shitty than they should have been, kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Or 
it's Bill Belichick or, you know what I mean? It's like, or it's somebody that like, you know, really fucking turned it around and, and like, you know, took a really bad team to be a really good team. But I think, I think the giants, you know, like, like I was just talking about Thibodeau. I think he's a really good edge rusher. I think they drafted really well. I think that they have like, I think that they're going in the right direction. What you don't think no, so? No, no, I, I was, I looked up the last five coaches of the year and I'm sorry. What made me actually LOL. That's the noise everyone makes when they LOL is four years ago. You know, what coach of the year? Who? Matt Nagy. Yeah, I bet he fucking did. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to laugh in the middle of the year. Yeah. No, um, I mean, I remember, you know, he was hot shit. That's um, what I mean, though. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. That's, that's no, that, yeah. that it proves your point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So last last four, just for for our knowledge, Rabel, Stefanski, Harbaugh, and Nagy. So exactly what you were saying, except for the Harbaugh one where they went 14 and two. But again, I think that was just more unexpected. I would look at it uh, like a John Harbaugh. If you're looking for bets here, sure. John yeah, Harbaugh course, at yeah. plus 2,500 is a good one because where's Doug I, Peterson? Peterson's plus 18. I mean, he's on his redemption tour. You know, there'll be eyes on him. I, I think he'll get more credit than he deserves if he gets, you know, seven, eight wins out of that Jacksonville team. So yeah. You could see it. You could see it happening. What about Tomlin? Tomlin is. He's low. Uh, 2,800. So Mike Tomlin, 2,800 with it. You know, everybody coming into the season saying the Steelers are going to be trash. And he's never posted an under 500 season, you know. And he also took in uh, Brian Flores and put him on the coaching staff and, like, did a nice thing there. And he's kind of a pretty well-liked coach. And I don't know if he's ever won it. Has he ever won it? I don't think he has, though. I mean, <clears throat> I, plus 2,800 Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't hate it. I mean, I mean, yeah, again, you, you know I think they're going to be better than the odds are giving him credit for. So, Has he won it? Let's see. I feel like he nope, had never, one. Never. No, won. Never one time? Yeah. He's due. He's due. Put your, put your 2,800 on 2,800. Let's go, Mike Tomlin. I like it. I like it. Actually, you know what? I think that that's. What just happened? I think that's my, there we go. Sorry. I think that's my favorite coach of the year bet. I, I'm with you. I like Tom Winnett coach of the year at 2,800. The only other one uh, I want to point out is just because, listen, the dude's the goat of coaching for a reason. Do you think Belichick has, has a, a plus 2,200? If Bill uh, Belichick gets double digit wins with the New England Patriots this year, it's one of the most impressive seasons of coaching he's actually had in regular season play with the, with the NFL in the NFL, because that pitcher seems fucking terrible. So if he gets double digit wins, if he wins 11, 12 games, great candidate for coach of the year. Great yeah. fucking because that the narrative could emerge. You know, the narrative could emerge around week six of like they are overachieving. And it's thanks to that man. Right. You can just hear Chris Collinsworth. And it's just thanks to that man right there. Bill Belichick. He's still got it. And, you know, he lost his quarterback. Tom Brady, blah, 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 blah. You know, you can just hear it. You can hear Heck it. Yeah. The narrative fucking starts and it starts to go. And like they win a big Sunday night game or whatever, you know, and it's just like, oh, maybe. And obviously they're not going to do it, but. You know, all those guys who bet on them winning to win the AFC at plus 2200 didn't listen to us. They're fucking sitting pretty. It could happen. You know, it could happen. Um, but, you know, this is the wrong show if you're here for, uh, if you're here for like, let's fucking celebrate Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. We're the wrong motherfuckers. Too. At least, at least with us, too. At least with yeah, us. That's what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, Bill Belichick is the best coach in the NFL. You know, he suffers from LeBron itis a little bit. You know, there's a lot, there's about, 11 years where LeBron should have been the MVP in the NBA every single season, but people just got kind of bored of, of it. So they didn't make it the MVP every single season, but he was. So he is still the best coach in the NFL. He is still the, the, the best, the most talented, the most successful, but you can't just give it to that guy every year, I guess makes the award a little redundant. So 
Uh, is he still the best coach? Yes. Is he going to win coach of the year? I mean, the odds don't think so, but that's why we play the game. Fair. All right. So, you know what? We didn't even talk about this at the top. We'll, let's circle it all back. We'll close it out with our favorite Super Bowl bets Ooh. of the year. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to go. Listen, I wouldn't be myself if I didn't at least mention the Cowboys at plus 2000 to win the Super Bowl. I'm what? sorry. that, but what? But. But if you're telling me a team that has the most upside around this area, right? So the other one I'm going to talk about is another team we already talked about too. So the Cowboys are at plus 2,000 and the Bengals are right around plus 2,000. I love those two, man, because if if you're talking about, so A, you have a team that's on, like you said, this is ride or die. If, if it doesn't happen this year for the Cowboys, first of all, McCarthy's probably gone. Questions about Dag, Zeke's probably gone like this. This is the year for the boys. So I, I, I do think at plus 2,000, you're getting great value with a team that has Back all the incentive. Four. Yeah. Right. All the incentive to win a Super Bowl. And then the Bengals, man, listen, I know the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. It is. But if, if you're telling me plus 2,000 on a team that we just saw can run the table at any time, Joe Burrow can get hot. Jamar Chase can get hot. If, if anyone can drag their team out of a Super Bowl hangover or prevent their team from being in a Super Bowl hangover, it's Joe Burrow. I think he's got the best mentality of quarterback. Uh, Dude got sacked seven times in a playoff game and more. Look, I, I just think if they had any any semblance of an offensive line, they win that game. And I think that uh, I think they're a really talented team. I think he's a really good quarterback. I fucking like him. You know, I like watching him. I like his whole attitude. I like his swagger. But yeah, I, if anyone can prevent a Super Bowl hangover and in a circumstance where you can really point to one thing, not like the failure of the team or the failure of the mentality, just the failure of the fucking offensive line. You can really just point to that. And they still had a shot, you know, before and after Fat 50 Cent came on the scene. I, I, I think it's a I think it's a real I think it's a really good bet. Yeah, I agree. I also like the Chargers at 1400, by the way. I'll say that one more time. Chargers at plus 1400, not a bad Super Bowl bet. Yeah. And listen, we're not sitting here. I'm not sitting here telling you that we think that these teams are, are better than the Bills or better Very than the Bucks or the know. Chiefs. Right. right. Exactly. We're not saying here that, you know, the plus 2000 is a better, better bet we think is more likely to happen than the Bills at plus 600. Because we all know the Bills are more likely to win the Super Bowl than the goddamn Cowboys. That's just a fact. Sure. But, if you're telling me to p- toss five bucks down on something, it's going to be the Cowboys, Bengals, or like you said, the Chargers. I think those are three really smart Super Bowl bets that I think you'll at least be in play come that last weekend of the Super Bowl or yeah. last weekend of the season. Yeah, and I don't think we've advised you to take any, put put your hard-earned money on anything that's definitely not going to happen. You know, like these plus 35,000s, like there's a reason that those odds are those odds. Like it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. It would be the craziest thing that ever happened if it did. And I just, before we go, I just do want to say one thing. I know this is a gambling theme show, just like uh, things we're in high support of drugs and alcohol. I think you should do all those things in moderation. If you think you have a problem, you should definitely talk to somebody gambling's for fun. It's not for life. It's not to make money. Don't gamble more than you can afford and uh, don't lose more than you want to tell your wife about. That's that's a great way to cap it off, man. So for DK Sizzle, I'm the real BK Bob Kelly. Bet responsibly. Bet big if you want. Uh, (laughs) Is it missing the point? We're out. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. 
show. Keep listening to Electric Cast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric Acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on ElectroCast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electricast.